Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where love never fails. This is an extra segment to the podcast today because my co-host, Matali, has been visiting with us here in the United States. And yesterday, uh, she left going back home to Zambia, and she arrived back in Zambia today. So she wanted to record today's message, not to miss out on anything. So I'll be putting her podcast as an extra segment to today's lesson. So feel free to listen to Matali's podcast uh, today, and then we'll both be back, I believe, on the podcast tomorrow for our usual lesson. So take it away, Matali, and again, welcome home. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Isaiah chapter 5, verses 25 to verse 30, and chapter 6, verses 1 and verse 2. So, you know, as we saw in the previous um, chapters from chapter 2, it gives us a synopsis of the book of Isaiah. Um, So um, in the previous verses, um, in verse... Um, 24 it had talked about um, the judgment of God and what how the judgment of God is actually going to be like it's going to be you know fast and furious it's going to be um, like a fire that devours the stubble and um, you know and um, God will not quench it he can quench it but he's not going to quench it um, you know because all God has to do is just um, put his hand on it and um um, to 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 stop uh, the fire, if I may say. Um, but this fire, um, like in verse twenty four, it reads: Therefore, as the fires devour the stubble and the flames consume the chaff, so their root will be as rottenness, and their blossoms will be ascended, will ascend to dust, because they have rejected the law of the Lord of hosts and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. So um, God's judgment is going to be fast and swift upon his people. So this is what Isaiah had prophesied and this is what happened because God um, does not compromise with sin. God hates sin. So, um, you know, God doesn't put his hand and judge in most situations, in a lot of situations in our lives and instances in our lives. Um he usually just lets it run its own course because, you know, the end result, um, you get the judgment. Um, so, you know, an example of drunkenness, you know, um, um, drunkenness in, in itself um, has its own judgment in the end. You end up in hospital, you end up crippled because of maybe drunken driving. Drunkenness, you know, destroys homes and, you know, it just destroys someone's life. So usually God just lets, um, you know, someone sin run its own course, um, and, um, and, um, yeah, this is what, you know, if we look at it, um, today, this is what happens to most, um, people, so, you know, the things we do bring our own judgment, and all he has to do is put his hand off it, you know, um, you don't want to listen to God, fine, God will put his hand off it and let everything run its course, because, 
mm, we always tend to think we are smarter than God and um, we know better than God. But, you know, the end result, um, we, we actually um, reap what we sowed. So, um, and this is what usually happens. So, um, if we go to um, Romans 8, chapter 10, oops, um, it reads... Let me just go to Romans. Romans 8. Chapter 10. Reads, um... Where is Romans? Oops. It reads, uh, And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but... The spirit is life because of righteousness. So here Paul was um, actually saying, you know, do not make any arrangements for the flesh um, because, um, you know, you have to break that habit, that sin that you have. Um, don't say, oh, hey, let me put away the bottle. Um, let me leave the bottle. Let me not break the bottle. You know, break the habit, break the sin. This is what Paul is saying. So Paul here is um, saying, if Christ, um, but you, sorry, he's saying, um, and if Christ is in you, the body is dead. So we, um, you know, to live is Christ and to die is life. Um, as Paul had put it in, um, in Ephesians. This was one of his um, philosophies. So, you know, let us not make arrangements with worldly things because eternal life is in um, Christ Jesus. So verse 25 of Isaiah chapter 5 reads, Therefore, um, the anger of the Lord aroused against his people and has stretched, or he has stretched out his hand against them and stricken them. And the hills trembled, their carcasses were were as refuse in the midst of the streets. So, um, you know, here, you know, God hates sin. And this is why um, his people felt, um, you know, his wrath when he held out his hand. So if his people came to him, uh, he was going to help them. But, um, you know, but his people kept on... Um, living a faithless life and worshiping other idols and just living in sin. So, um, you know, they felt the government of God, the judgment of God. So um, here, you you know, God is a graceful God and he also has um, a way of running, um, a way of running things. So this is a government of God and he also has um, a lot of grace so these two are not in conflict so um, if um, you know as seen by the Israelites they continued in sin um, then they lost the grace of God and um, if you lose the grace of God you know what the government of God is the wrath of God 
um, where he actually just stretched out his hand against them and, and, and they were stricken and the hills trembled. Their carcasses were um, as refuse in the midst of the streets. Um, for all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. So God, um, you know, despite his judgment, his hand is still stretched out to um, his people um, because he wants his people to um, come back to him. So, um, you know, if you don't believe in the judgment of God, um, you know, Jerusalem is a great example of what's going on currently. You know, there's, there's, there's an ending war. Uh, people live in terror and in fear. And, you know, you can see this is the judgment of God upon um, the nation of Israel. When he had given them so much, um, that land was so prosperous and all. But um, it's a land of, you know, there's no peace. Yeah, people are constantly, like, scurrying around like rabbits living in barrels uh, and bunkers. And um, that is the judgment of God. So um, the other verses go on to read. Verse 26. He will lift up a banner to the nations from afar and will whistle to them from the ends of the earth. Surely they will come with speed swiftly. No one will be wary of, wary or stumble among them. No one will slumber or sleep, nor will they belt on their loins, nor will the belt on their loins be loosened, nor the strap on their sandals be broken. Whose arrows are sharp and all their bows bent, and their horses' hooves will seem like flint, and their wheels like a righteous whirlwind. Their roaring will be like a lion. They will roar like young lions. Yes, they will roar and lay hold of the prey. Um, they will carry it away safely, and no one will deliver. Um, so this is the judgment of God upon his people. So this is when um, Israel, uh, Jerusalem, was attacked. Um, from all corners um, in that day they will roar against them like the roaring of the sea and if one looks to the land behold darkness and sorrow and the light is darkened by the clouds so here Jerusalem is a good example of the judgment of God which we can still see how desolate the land has become so moving on to chapter 6 um, you know, Pastor Dr. J.V. McGee said, this is a call and commission of Isaiah um, to prophetic um, office. So this was, um, you know, like in the beginning when Isaiah was called to, 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 to prophetic office. So um, this is when his ministry began, um, the ministry that Isaiah actually um, carried out um, as a prophet. So from verse 1 to 4, we see a time a place, a person, and the glory of God. So um, here, verse 1, Isaiah begins with a sad note. Um, so here, he re here um, verse 1 of chapter 6 reads, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up, um, and the train of his robe filled the temple. So here he began, Isaiah began with um, a sad note because uh, King Uzziah was a good king. And, um, you know, um, when he was king, the glory of um, the Lord was in the nation. And um, Isaiah um, was sad that, you know, they had lost a good king and they had 
now lost the, 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 the glory of the nation. So the nation had been blessed during the rule of King Uzziah. So, um, but then when, um, um, when um, Isaiah went into the temple, he had a vision. And on that vision, he saw the Lord sitting on the throne high um, and lifted up. So um, this was a true king who was uh, not dead. Um, so this was a living God who was sitting there on the throne despite their human king, King Uzziah, dying. God was not dead. So, you know, scripture has said, do not put your confidence in man who just depends on the breath that he draws. Because once you draw in your breath, you're not sure if you're going to draw in a second time or if you're just going to drop dead. So don't put your confidence in man. Put your confidence in God. So, um, you know, and we need to have this vision. We need to see this vision that, you know, we have a true living king who is sitting on the throne and watching over us and protecting us. So um, God will take care of the rest for us. All we need to do is just go out there and sow the seed, and God will take care of the harvest. Um, you know, I would agree, you know, 100% with past Dr. J.V. McGee, who said, now is a good time to be alive because, you know, our God is a living God and he is the true king who is sitting on the throne. So God is still on the throne. And Isaiah discovered this, that um, God is high and lifted up and God will not compromise with sin. So verse 2 um, of chapter 6 reads, Above it stood Seraphim, which uh, one had six wings, uh, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. So um, um, this was an angel. A seraphim is an angel, um, and it protects, uh, it searches out sin, and it protects the holiness of God. So, um, so this seraphim was about the throne of God. So, um, you know, from Dr. J.V. McKee's explanation, a seraphim is, um, is active, um, and it's in contrast, contrast with the, uh, cherubim. A cherubim is, um, passive. It protects the holiness of God, and a seraphim searches out the, searches out sin. So, um, this seraphim, um, you know, it uh, above its you know above the throne stood the seraphim which had six wings and it was there to protect the holiness of God. So um, you know, our God is still alive. God is still on the throne, and God will not compromise with um, sin. If we lose the grace of God because we keep on sinning, then we'll experience. The government of God and this is judgment and God will not compromise with evil because um, evil has done so much bad and um, so many terrible things to people here on earth you know evil fills up graves it has brought sorrow and you know it has done so many horrible things it's broken homes it's brought sickness and um, this is why God um, wants no part of evil and uh,
God wants us to break all those little habits. You know, don't keep the bottle, break the bottle, as Pastor J.P. McGee put it. And um, God wants us to not compromise with evil. You know, um, when the teaching started, there's um, um, a statement that was made, and this actually... uh, resonated with me it says the judgment of god is righteous and his grace is real so god is um his judgment is righteous um his judgment is not um partial um his judgment is fair and his judgment is just and just as his grace is real so um if you want the grace of god um don't live in sin you know break the habit uh, break that bottle. Don't um, keep those little habits as a Christian saying, oh, because I pray so I can, um, you know, I can still um, get away with doing um, certain things that are sinful. Um, no, you cannot get away with doing certain things that are sinful uh, because God does not compromise with sin at all. So yeah, this is today's teaching. Thank you all for listening in. God bless and have a great day. Bye-bye.